0: Welcome to another edition of Restore the Floor, your favorite Pistons and little NBA podcast with the great Evan Jenkins. I'm Stoney, and uh, we will hear from Pistons head coach Monty Williams in a little bit, but Ev, the season is over. How about Les Noguets, the Denver Nuggets? I was like, what is he trying to say? Um, Les Noguets.
1: I have egg on my face because I never believed that the Denver Nuggets would go and win the title. I always thought that they were going to fall short just based on what they had done in the past, right? Yeah. Well, I was wrong. (laughs) And the Denver Nuggets are NBA champions, and congratulations to them. And Jokic is the best player on the planet. I don't care what anybody says. Flat out is. He was too much for the Miami Heat.
0: I I totally agree with you. What, the one game they lost was the game he scored 40? Yeah. Yeah. It's just,
1: the the Nuggets are what you want the Pistons to become. Now, are they going to get lucky in the second round and (laughs) draft a generational-type talent? Probably not. But you look at the pieces around him, that's something that they can obtain, right?
0: Right, and you have to be patient. Look how long it took them. Well, hell, look at to like get there.
1: Aaron Gordon, right? Who was an outcast from Orlando, uh, fourth right. overall pick, never really lived up to potential. Should have
0: got robbed in the slam dunk competition. And next thing you know, he's walking the streets of Denver without a shirt on.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, first off, that's insane for a player to do with you know weirdos out there in today's day. Yes, and. Awesome. Yeah. Everybody embraced him. I mean, he didn't even take his shorts, his game shorts, his shoes off, anything. He just went out. And where he at wound up, we have no idea where that ended up. Oh, I know. But good for the Nuggets, man. And and KCP
0: and Ish Smith. and Bruce Brown, who was that, basically that's the single. One. He won game four.
1: That's the one right there. That's yeah. the one that, that's got away from the Pistons. Richie that one, Jackson. to me, even more so than Middleton. Yes. Bruce Brown because Bruce Brown played a big role here. Like, Middleton didn't play much for the Pistons no. when he was People here. No. here
0: for a year, really.
1: Oh, but I mean, hey, it means that we're moving on. Right. It means um I saw Cade Cunningham's trainer saying number 2 is back talking about Cade Cunningham, right. so hopefully he's completely healthy. And it's exciting. So now we can look forward, Stoney. The, the season's Williams
0: over. era. He's got yes. – his staff is pretty interesting. Yeah. Steven Silas will be his number one assistant who was let go in Houston. So he knows about young players as well, obviously. Yep. Uh, I saw at the gym yesterday, the Pistons uh, press conference uh, on Tuesday. Uh, former Indiana Pacer, Portland Trailblazer. He might probably play for the other few teams. Is going to be on the staff. Jared Jack was there. Really? Yep.
1: Jared Jack is an assistant. He's gonna be an assistant? He played on that uh, Georgia Tech yes. team with Will
0: Bynum. That's right, the Will Bynum experience. Um I like Jared Jack. I Mark Bryant, who I remember played at Seton Hall. Wasn't Jarrett was
1: Jack in all reality? Wasn't he playing in the G League like just two years ago? Like Yes. That so that is a great, a great hire in yes. my opinion.
0: Um and uh, this guy named no relation to our good friend who works at the Capital Mortgage Funding, Dan Burke. Dan Burke, who's a very considered a defensive assistant guru, is with Philly recently. Okay. He he's been added to the staff as well, and there's some others. He got some um other assistants on the staff. Uh, that are further down in the, the chain, I believe Nate McMillan's son, and I believe uh, Doc Rivers' son, too. Not Austin, the other one.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that, that's actually great. It was also great to see that the team showed
0: up for this. Yes. Everybody besides uh, Bogdanovich. Well, he's yeah. overseas where he's from. So
1: the reason that that made me smile, I'm listening to it in my car yesterday, and... When he mentioned that all the players were there, it made me think of um, Darren McCarty won multiple Stanley Cups with the Red Wings, right? He told me that when the Red Wings really started to gel is when they spent summers together, staying in Detroit, training, adapting to the city, getting to know one another, becoming friends. That's the first thing that it made me think that these guys could be anywhere right now training, doing whatever, going to hear your coach's first press conference when you don't need to be there isn't, like, a mandatory deal.
0: As you'll hear later in the podcast, Money Williams was talking about, he was looking out this, his office window, and this was at 830 in the morning, Jay and there shooting. And that's the thing yeah.
1: is that they're here and that they're they're it's seemingly living in, in the city, right? I mean, I'm sure that they go out to L.A. or whatever. To, yeah. But the fact that they were all here... Means that you have a team that's buying it now. Granted, right? How many of these guys are here the following year? Correct. I don't know. Who
0: knows? They look. The thing about Monty Williams is, around the league, people say that he is really respected by other players, players he's coached, players he's coached against, hell, played uh, against even. I he, bet. Yeah, probably, and just everybody seems to like the guy. So it's 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 interesting. That, you know, the press conference on on Tuesday, yeah. besides them showing up, was. You know, the revelation that hey, Money Williams is a really honest guy. And oh, he, absolutely. He, he talked even, about the money. Oh, well, talking about his
1: wife's health? Yes.
0: And like, that's why it took so long. Being they,
1: Like, you guys were being very patient, and yes. this is why. And we discussed, should we even talk about it? Uh-huh. And it's good that you bring up, you know, breast yes. cancer awareness and everything. Right, And
0: say what you want about the owner of the Pistons. He ponied up, uh, and, not, and not just money, uh, he ponied up with these offering them as, you know, Private plane to do things for, for for Monty's you know wife's health, all that kind of stuff. They're trying to and look if this works, he'll be a piston for life.
1: Absolutely. And listen, you can say what you want about Tom Gore's. It's Gore's, right? Isn't that Gore's what, or Gore's? I don't it. know. It seems like anytime there's a new coach, they call him Gore's. Yeah. Anyway, he doesn't have a problem spending his money. No, at all. And I'll give him that. He's just spent it in some weird places and maybe hasn't had the right guidance. But they haven't signed their own free agent yet. Right. You know, signed their own player. Like Blake Griffin, yes. That wasn't your money, right? That was the Clippers that signed that deal that you ended up paying for. But they haven't gone and had to pay for their own yet. And you're gonna have to eventually.
0: Yes. If hopefully you will, because hopefully they'll be good enough that you want to resign. And I don't think he's gonna have
1: any problem. Like, for instance, Hayes and Stewart, they're both gonna come up. They're both not gonna command a lot of money. No. But it's gonna be interesting. Do you wanna keep your own? Do you wanna keep the guys that you've been trying to build with? Now, these guys are all new to Monty Williams. The only person that's gonna be attached to him from day one is this fifth overall pick, right? Right. Yes. And this is
0: also the first coach that Troy Weaver hired.
1: Yes. And listen, I, I actually like the fact that Dwayne Casey's still in that building. I do, because you know what? As Monty Williams is going through everything, at least he can talk to Dwayne. How does this guy react to this situation? Mm-hmm. How does that guy he, react he, to he that? He can
0: give some advice.
1: I, I like that, um, but it's just it's good to see. And what, what did you take away from talking to him, other than just his honesty?
0: That he has this skill, it seems, to just relate to players. It does seem, and that. he and he he seems like a guy who is not going to take crap from people, but he's not going to be this guy in your face and yelling and things like that. He he's going to treat them like men, and he the things that you'll hear him say about Kate Cunningham, how he looked some in the eye and things like that. He loves that. Yeah. So I I think it's going to be a terrific relationship. Look, who knows what happened between him and DeAndre eight? That obviously, whose fault that was, whatever. My bet it was probably a little bit of both, but more Ayton's.
1: Yeah, and because it it seems like Williams is a stand-up guy who's been around. I mean, he's been around the game where DeAndre Ayton hasn't. And sometimes, you know, humility doesn't hit a player right in the (laughs) face, right off the rip, and, and you need that. And it, I guess from that standpoint, it makes you wonder what are they going to do with the bigs here when that was, you know, I think Aiton's a more skilled big than anything the Pistons have on their team right now.
0: Exactly. But, and don't don't forget as far as, you know, player recruitment, that'll be very important to get a free agent or two just because you have the money, as we know. You don't have to spend it, Troy. So it's going to be interesting to see what the roster is going to look like. Are they going to try to trade out of the pick that people have rumored? Uh, who knows how many people even want the fifth pick? I was talking to somebody yesterday. The Pistons front office. So this year is so different because you had one guy at one that everybody agreed on. And then you have the second tier is, you know, basically Scoot and Miller. And then from four to like nine, it's pretty much. Yeah, you got those. They're tw- really good players. Twins. from Villanova. There's a lot of question marks. Yes. The Thompson Twins, uh, Cam Whitmore, and people like that. So the draft is a week from Thursday. Yeah. So on the Restore the Floor, we'll be getting into the draft before. And hopefully we'll be talking to uh, the newest Piston next week, Troy Weaver, whoever. But uh, earlier... well,
1: Before we get to you talking to Mr. Williams, I want to bring something up. Because we talked about, like, don't spend the money in the wrong places. I just want to tell you, I I looked this up last week because I wanted to bring it up on this podcast about how different NBA contracts are today. Compared to when Joe Dumars went and spent that money on Charlie Villanueva and Ben Gordon. Josh Smith. we uh, I haven't even brought up Josh Smith, but just those two in right. general. Do you know what Charlie Villanueva's contract was that we complained about here? Well, it was a big percentage of the cap. It was five years, $40 million. Right. You sign a player to that, and now you're like, oh, yeah. you got him at a bargain. Right, exactly. Ben Gordon was five at 55. That's yeah. how much the salary cap right. in the NBA has
0: changed. Right. And to be completely honest, I loved the Ben Gordon signing. And I did hate the Charlie V signing.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't like him from get go. Right, And ben
0: Gordon was really good. Josh
1: in- Smith was four years, fifty-four million. So he was still only making, you know, under twenty million a year. Right, where players now, uh, your sixth, seventh, eighth guys are making yes. twenty
0: million. A it shows year. you where the cap has moved.
1: Oh, I just looked at it, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. to, to think about that. But uh-huh. you're right. But anyway, sorry to
0: interrupt. No, that's okay. Come on, it's your show too. Your pod, Uh, your pod, yeah. Uh, So um, Wednesday, we had a chance. Me and John Jansen heard every morning from six to ten, right here in ninety-seven on the ticket, to talk to the new head coach of the Pistons, Monty Williams. Uh, How are you? Welcome to Detroit.
2: I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me.
0: We 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 appreciate it, and I appreciate it uh, as a member of the media and a fan. Just. How honest you were at the press conference yesterday uh, talking about, yeah, money was a, bi- a big deal and some of the other things that brought you to Detroit. It was nice uh, to have a a coach or any athlete actually talk about that, yeah, money does matter.
2: Well, I think it matters um, to all of us. I mean, that's, you know, everybody wants to win and you want to enjoy what you do, Um but make make no mistake about it, uh, this is a business. That doesn't mean you can't have a great spirit and camaraderie and all the things that we all want. But we all have to maximize these opportunities um, when they present themselves and in a good situation. And all of those things came together, and, and the money uh, was a big part of it.
3: And Stoney mentioned this that it took a little bit longer than I think all of us wanted here in Detroit. And for you, obviously, we learned yesterday there was a lot more going on in regards to making this decision. And I think a lot of people want to know, having learned yesterday that of your wife's diagnosis, how is your wife doing right now?
2: She's she's good. She had a um, a tough surgery, as many women um, who battle this particular disease. Um, Go through and uh, she's recovered um, in part. There's a, a process that you have to go through. Um, thankfully, uh, because of early detection and the gene uh, testing, um, we caught it early and we believe that um, allowed for us to be in the situation that we're in today. So, uh, obviously, there's a level of pain and, and adjustment that goes with this. And, and you know, men, we don't we have no clue what that's like. Um, and so we just, for me, I just try to support her as best I can. And, and um, my kids and, and different people that have surrounded us in prayer and, and support um, have been unreal, and we're grateful for that.
0: And the organization's done a really nice job of convincing you, not just monetarily, but I was reading today, you know, planes, uh, health benefits, and all that stuff to make uh, her and your whole family uh, feel whole.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a private jet guy, but um, it it was really cool to uh, have that level of uh, generosity extended to me and my family. Um, It it really speaks to Mr. Gores and his uh, willingness to, not just with me, if you're in this building, you realize right away that um, he's tried to make this place a special place, um, before you win at a high, high level. Um, and that, that to me spoke volumes. I think sometimes, uh, you wait for the big win or the championship to up your level, uh, based on what that can bring you. And he's, he's brought a level of, um, class and integrity and financial backing that, uh, usually doesn't happen until after you win. So, for me, that was a huge thing.
3: Uh, the Suns' loss is obviously our gain and seeing things from a player's perspective. You learn if you're in it long enough that nothing really should surprise you, but having signed the new deal and the success that you had in Phoenix, were you surprised at the end of the year when they, when they let you go?
2: Yeah, I was. Um, but I also understood that part of our business. Um, no one wants to lose their job, and it, it certainly stings uh, when it happens. But after I processed it and, and realized, um, for me, um, I didn't get the job done. Um, I could make a number of excuses about you know, a number of things. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's my job to have us ready to play, to put us in a position to uh, win at the highest level. And we just didn't do it. I could point to a number of things, but I learned a long time ago, uh, from my family members, uh, different people that I've been around, but in particular coach Dungy about no excuses and no explanations. And when they did let me go, uh, it allowed for me to, to evaluate the things that I can do, um, to get over that hump, um. You know, I've been two games away. We've been two games away when I was in Phoenix from winning a title. And those kinds of things drive you. Um, When you're in big playoff games, um, there's always a moment or two or three that you look back on. uh, You wish you would have made this decision or that decision to help your team. We all know players uh, drive the organizations. They drive the outcome in games. But as the leader and caretaker of the program, um, I, I put a lot of pride in being ready for those moments. And so, yeah, it didn't feel good, um, but that's a part of our business. Um, I know that it's going to allow for me to grow, and, and that, to me, excites me.
0: Monty Williams joins us on the Stoney and Jansen Show. Those players uh, include a lot of young guys. Uh, let's start with the backcourt on your roster. Uh, what did you think from afar? And you got to know him a little bit the last couple of days of Cade uh, uh, Cunningham and Jaden Ivey.
2: Kade's a guy that I've followed for a while. I've always loved his demeanor. Uh, I love his game. Um, He's got a bit of an old game if you will. He plays in the mid-range. He can knock down threes. He's got great size. Um, I remember a couple of years ago at our place, uh, Mikael Bridges had a tough time uh, guarding him and uh, that stuck out to me because Mikael can guard anyone and I love uh, his eye contact when we talk. I love his demeanor. Um, we had a situation this year after we played here when I was in Phoenix, and I was on my way to the bus, and Kate came right over, and we sat there and talked for about five minutes. And I, I ran into Troy right after that, and I was like, who is this kid? <laughs> like, where would you get him from? I just had an adult conversation. And Jaden's just, you know, he's in the gym right now. I'm looking at the floor. He's been here since before 8 o'clock this morning. His work ethic is second to none. And and speaking of McHale, he reminds me so much of of McHale, the willingness and want to get better. Um, He's a South Bend guy. Those connections for me are pretty cool uh, when I look back at my career and then I see the way he came up and where his mom is now. So both of those guys um, I'm looking forward to working with and, and you know, we all want to get started next week, but I appreciate the time we have now to get acquainted and and try to get some of our stuff in, in their bag.
0: Uh, I know you can't make roster decisions now before the draft free agency, but you guys have four bigs. And is that too many? I mean, you know, between Bagley, Stewart, obviously Dern is definitely not going anywhere, and, and 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 Wiseman is four bigs too much. You have to get rid of one of them. You
2: think? I, I can't speak on that right now, okay. but they're all good players and. I think you always want to have good players. It does, you know, make those decisions tougher on me, but I think every coach wants to have uh, that dilemma. Um, When I watch the film, I see different facets of their game that are unique, and then I see some things that overlap. I think Jalen could be a top-ten player in this league. When I look at his talent, when I look at how he picks up stuff, I look at the ferocity that he plays with, um, I think he, as I said, can be one of the better bigs in this league for sure, but he could move into a different category based on his growth and wise. He just needs a shot to just play free and, and understand that he's valuable. Um, we believe he's special, and th- and that's what Troy said about him when I got here, that he's special. And Stewie's just, he's the heart and soul of the team, but he's he's better than people think as far as skill is concerned and I've been so impressed with our interactions and conversations and seeing him in the gym every day. Um, I can't wait to get to work with him and Bags has just been a high level, high talent guy for a while. Um, Still trying to find that consistent uh, path in the league where he's an everyday guy but the talent certainly is there.
3: Every situation is going to be a little bit different, and you took over the Suns, and they were in a similar position as the Pistons are right now. You eventually got them, as you mentioned earlier, two games away from winning an NBA championship. For a team that's coming off a 17 win season, what do you? What has to happen between now and next year? What has to happen so that this team goes from a perennial? lottery-picking team to a team that's competing for playoff spots?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's tough to say. I think every, every situation is unique. Uh, what I do know, um, once we know who we are as a team, and, and that won't happen for a few more weeks, we have to uh, identify an identity and, and commit to that every night. Um, that allows for you to play a certain way, Um, and then once you, in my opinion, play about 30, 35 games, 40 games, um, kind of understand who you are as a team, and then you can build off of that. Our young guys have to progress and grow for sure. Um, They need to be in experiences and and overcome in those experiences, Um, being able to execute in crunch time situations, uh, having the mental stamina and discipline stamina To hold on to leads, that's the one thing that I've seen uh, with this group is being able to go into halftime with the lead and come out of the halftime playing in those first five minutes, which we all talk about with the level of stamina that allows for you to hold on to that lead or increase it. And there's a number of other things, but there has to be a level of growth um, that our young guys experience between now and the start of the season and then hopefully having a great training camp and doing all the things that we want to do in camp to give us some confidence going into the season.
0: Uh, Finally, it's it's no secret you are very well respected by players in this league who have played for you, played against you. Everybody seems to just speak so highly of you. Uh, And Troy mentioned that that might actually help acquire some free agents. How are your recruiting skills, Coach? (laughs)
2: Not that great. Uh, (laughs) If you heard my pitch, you probably wonder, you know, why do they have this guy talking to uh, the players? I generally don't pitch. Um, I just share the vision. I I talk about how we coach and how we serve and how we love on them and their families and and give them uh, the good and, and what may not be so good so that they can make an informed decision the last thing I want to do is is sell someone something and then they get here and they're surprised and for me um, being straight with guys typically um, allows for them to make a better decision I I I know for me as a player and as a coach I want to know everything and when you go to an organization uh, you tend to see everybody's best foot Um, everybody's putting their best foot forward, and I want to see both feet, and so I try to share that as best I can so that if they decide to come and partner with us, they understand what they're getting into.
0: All right, I lied real quick, uh, because my partner here played, as you know, football at the University of Michigan, played for the Redskins, you're from the DMV, but more importantly, college. Notre Dame, should they be in the Big Ten?
2: It's a tough one. (laughs) Uh, I don't understand all of the particulars um, from a football perspective. Uh, I just feel like the tradition may override everything else, um, but I do feel like where it's headed, uh, there's there's pros and cons to being in a conference. I'm not quite sure uh, the traditions and the, you know, the people that are familiar with those traditions would, would want that. I think there's a lot to overcome there. Um, as a fan, I, I like it the way it is because we get to play everybody. Um, but I also understand the importance <laughs> of being in a conference too. So I, I'm I'm torn on it.
3: You're showing both I'd feet.
2: Probably lean towards leaving it where it is. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Well, we appreciate your time. Uh, we'll talk soon and uh, enjoy your time in Detroit. Uh, you guys have success. You'll you know you'll be a Piston forever.
2: Well, I appreciate that. That's my plan and I'm I'm blessed to be here. So thank you guys for having me on. All
0: right. Monty Williams, head coach of your Detroit Pistons.